Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Please Just Start with Scott Greenhut. We are broadcasting live on the In Results Radio Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson Hotel in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. Today, I'm going to talk about the month of November and what it means for me personally. But first, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a little background on myself for all my new listeners. So welcome about Scott. Before the pandemic, I had started my journey as an inspirational speaker. Very long story short, I became the last person living in my immediate family by age 33. My mom passed away from cancer when I was 12 years old. My dad passed away in, in August 2017 after being on dialysis for seven years. And my sister passed away from her eight-year battle with ocular melanoma on February 1st, 2019. Between my dad and sister passing away, I was fortunate I was able to lose 110 pounds on my own, eating healthier and exercising. I've worked up to 10 miles on my elliptical on a daily basis. And I'm very, very proud of that because it it has, um, it has been a journey on there that you just start slow and you build up just like you do anything in life that you want to do. So in November, we have uh, my bar mitzvah was, was, no, was Saturday, November 8th, 1997. My birthday is also in November and uh, November 21st, and it's also Thanksgiving. So I'd like to bring in my good buddy, Ryan, and we can just kind of chat a little bit about all those. And All right. Thanks, my boy. Thank you, my boy. I appreciate right. you having me. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah, no, it's uh, this year has flown. You know, I was it thinking, really Scott, uh, but, you know, we heard all last year about, you know, everybody with the pandemic of, let's just get to 2021. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, it's almost 2022. It is. It's, you know, so Very that goes close. to, you get to what you always talk about, enjoy the moment, because I, I was just thinking about your show of like, geez, we got like six, seven, eight weeks of this year, which we were all yeah. trying to get to, right? It, it almost feels like in one instance, if six, seven months left, but then it's only that many weeks left. It's crazy. No, it hit me the other day. So I thought that was a thing I was thinking about for your show. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So uh, I kind of go in order uh, numerically because you know me and my numbers, numbers uh, me and my numbers and my dates. I, I do have written down here, as you can see on your sheet of paper as well, um, you know, with being the last person in my family, as I've, I've said this before, and I know I, I'll say it now and I'll say it again in the future, that all I do have left are dates, which are numbers and memories and photos. That's all I have left of my immediate family. And I talk about immediate family. I'm fortunate to still have some family left, but when you talk about your parents and siblings, I I do not. So, and again, not a woe is me moment, but just being truthful every day I wake up, you know, you can hear me say it every day or like think about it for a second or whatever. But when I'm alone, whatever I'm, I live with that every, you know, every sure. single day. So that's why I do talk about it. Cause also if I'm going through something, I do know I'm not the only one going through it. So if I can share it, then hopefully someone can, you know, learn from, from it see it and then you know hopefully if they still have that then they can appreciate what they do have while while they still have it and that's why i am here to share my story so i'm very fortunate that november 8th 1997 i was able to have my bar mitzvah because that was two weeks before turning 12 but you're supposed to have your bar mitzvah as a male um you're supposed to have that uh, when you're 13 years old. So I'm very fortunate that I was able to have my bar mitzvah when um, I was 11, almost 12 years old, a year early, because if I had had my bar mitzvah when I was supposed to have it, my mom had already passed away. So it's something that something 
I take away that I'm very grateful for that I was able to have that and share that with my mom, dad, and sister, though they, they are no longer here now. So having, you know, having that date, which I talk about dates a lot, as we've already alluded to, I'm very grateful for that, that I have those memories and photos. I did photos the other day on my social media, and I'm just grateful, like I said, again, that I am able to um, have that. So um, that goes kind of along the same lines of my birthday. You know, the people who brought me in this world, unfortunately, are no longer here. And then, you know, I would have my sister. I would, you know, I, when I was younger, you know, you don't you don't know how long anyone's going to be here. But I definitely, uh, you know, my sister passed away at 37 years old. I'm about to turn 36. And so it's a little it's a little hard, you know, mentally to know sure. that I'm about to turn 36, even though I was, I was 33 when I became the last person in my family. So the older I get you know, getting to these ages of my family, uh, ha you know, getting, unfortunately, like my sister got cancer when she was 29, but she, but she was 37 when she passed away. My mom uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer when she was 36 and she oh, died wow. at 44. So it's like all these yeah. dates I, or ages, numbers I'm, you know, I'm becoming or close to becoming. So but it's always when you see people when you're younger with, with her a certain age or like my, my wife and I are coming up on 25 years of marriage. And mm -hmm. I remember when my parents were at that and I'm like, wait a second. So if they've been this. How did it all go so? F but right. so that's probably yeah. what you're dealing yeah, with. Exactly. You're getting near that age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm getting, yeah. I'm just you know, time doesn't time doesn't it stop. does not stop. It does not stop. So you know, having my birthday now, um, you know, I, you know, no matter how old you get, you're just grateful to have your birthday because it means you're, uh, you know, I'm gonna say it, say it like this <laughs> above the ground. You know, I say that you know, kind of not being funny, but you know, with my family gone, we you know, I try to have his much humor in my life as I can. N nothing what I've gone through is funny, but we try to, you know. Well, as I told you before the air, we have a show dealing with celebration of lives and mm -hmm. the gentleman was just here literally going to put someone yeah. in the ground. So yeah. it's very real. Yeah, and, and, very and, and, real. And he, I looked at him and was like, go do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get you That's, on next week. Yes. This is very important. Yes. But so is, so is that as yeah, well. Very important. Yes. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, with my birthday, it's like, you know, I have family, friends, and a lot of people have, you know, made me feel special, though I'm here alone. You know, I, I'm, I am thankful to have a lot of people around me, but at the same time, I do feel lonely some because the people who, not, I don't say the people you want here the most, but your, your, your most important people when you're growing up and everything, they're, just, they're not here. They've all passed on. And so it really is hard. Uh, no day is easy. Some days are just less worse than others. And I don't mean to say that in like a negative sure. view. It's just realistic. Is that, um, you know, Scott, cause you're a huge sports fan. You've yes. seen guys, issues like Calvin Ridley, whatever, mm. with, uh, you know, people doing just anything, depression or anxiety or whatever it's because I'm glad it's being discussed more. I know yeah. you said passionate of you and I've got a lot of uh, family members dealing with stuff. Um, but does that possibly, is it, is it harder as you get near Thanksgiving or the end of the year? It's I, on, yeah, it just makes it, it's always real. But like when you see families are like are flying to go see their right. family or whatever, they're getting together, however they're doing that pandemic or no pandemic. And it's like, I don't have that. And I don't, I don't not faux family. I mean, I appreciate the people who want to have me over and stuff, but it's like, I, you know, one day I hope to get married. I'm not going to have, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to have that mother son dance. So I'm not going to have someone in that place of it. Right. I'm just not going to have that. Sure. And so I, the phoneness, I don't say fake, but the, the, instead of, because I don't have it, I'm, I'm not a deep down, you know, it's, it's nice of people to want 
to sure. have me over and whatever. But until I have my, my own, you know, potentially my own family one day, that just isn't really my, my thing. Cause then I think about they're with their family and that's awesome. Yeah. But then it makes me feel yeah. extra weird and not, not, not their fault at all. It's just, it's just the dynamic that it's hard to explain unless you're in those shoes, to be honest with you. And it's, it's really good. We're exploring this um, because I just know a couple of people in my life have said just recently with the holidays coming up, I'm really starting to feel down this time mm-hmm. of year. And I don't even know why or right. what it is, but sure. you know, so you're speaking to people that are going, I hear you yeah. might be completely hundred percent different, but there's right. still the same feeling. Whatever. Yeah. Cause you know, there's something lacking. I mean, we all have, you know, positives and negatives in our life and it's how we respond to it for sure. But I mean, it doesn't change no matter if we're positive all the time. No. And I try to be uplifting and that's thanks to anxiety and depression medicine, right. you right. know, medication, but like, and it's very, very, very thankful for that. I'm, I'm very thankful and grateful. We talk about gratitude a lot. Yeah, so, I'm, so is most of America, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> with that, these have coming out of a pandemic. Absolutely. So, you know, with my birthday and all, it really is, it is hard. Um, but you know, take it one day at a time, sometimes one hour at a time, just 24 hours in a day. And that's, you know, I, I would, at some point I want to talk more in depth about, you know, my working out and the little, how it's really helped me, but just knowing that I have that one, that one constant that I can count on every day. Yeah. Because I, I can't count on much else in my life daily. I go to my I go to my restaurants and see my same people there and stuff and you know, and that's awesome. But something on my own that I count on myself that I can do every day is working out. It's it's something that I look forward to for my for me mentally, physically and emotionally to work out and do my ten miles every day. But it's also just it's, it's never like working out has never let me down. There's some days I may not want to work out, but I'm never, I'm, and I, I will never regret when I'm done working out. Yeah. Well, you know, um, it's, it's that consistent anchor mm-hmm. that you say, I'm going to do this come heck or high water every day. Right. And it's not, and when I say this, I don't mean it like this, but when I'm, when I'm on my elliptical, it's not like I sit there and talk to my family out loud. Now, if I did, I'd be honest and I would tell y'all, yeah. okay, I talk to my family. They can't talk back because if they did, that'd be really weird. <laughs> that would be that'd weird. be very weird. But since I, I, I look at it, like when I hit 850 days in a row, a couple weeks ago, I posted and I thank you for your comment. Oh, my yeah, boy. yeah, my <laughs> yeah. Boy. Uh, I, you know, I said, um, you, you know, it's how you would hopefully, hopefully you'd be able to talk to at least someone in your immediate family. And I understand there's others like myself who don't have any in their immediate family. I'm not saying I'm the only one who does not, but how you would, if you're able to talk to someone in your immediate family on a daily basis, I would hope you would every, everyone in in a generalized thing. That's how I look at, that's how I want to do my working out every day because that's the one thing at the end of the day that I can control. I see you're a numbers guy. So I'm sitting here thinking, hey, you're getting near, is that one three years? Uh, July, July 1st of 2019 was when I started back after having to take 22 days off in a row from Crohn's disease. So you, July, July was two, mm, was two two years, two plus years. Yes. That's unbelievable. I mean, that's, that's just, um, I mean, I'm sitting there like, you know, you know, and then results rated network, we got some nutrition and we got some fitness. We've got, Mm -hmm. I'm hearing all these stories and I'm like, and I'm getting frustrated because I can't do my walk right now because of my hip, but um, (laughs) that's fantastic. And that anchor, I think for other people, their anchor may not be an elliptical, but it needs to be something they can grab hold of. Absolutely. It's something that you can control. Again, we all can't control a lot that happens to us, but we can control certain little things. And to me, you know, building up to 10 miles, I didn't set out, Oh, one day I'm going to do 10 miles and do that every single day. You don't know until you try, you don't know until you start. 
Yeah. That's what, that's where it came from. People were like, how did you start losing 50, 60, 70 pounds? I was like, I just started for forever. I mean, it's my catalyst was seeing my dad laying there dead on his deathbed. I mean, I hate to sound so vulgar, but that's just the God's honest truth. I saw my dad laying on his deathbed. He knew I wasn't going to start till he passed away. And I saw it. And four months in a day, numbers, four months yep. in a day after my dad died, I started my journey. And I've never looked back. I missed one day or not miss. I took one day off after hitting uh, a year and five days because my goal was 365. So I did 370. So I went 370 and one. Then wow. I then I did until I got Crohn's until I realized I had Crohn's and I had to listen to my body for 22 uh, straight days. I took off. So I've missed 23 days since starting uh, Monday, December 11th of 17. I've missed 23. And it was one day and 22 in a row. And you and you plan this, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you knew you weren't going to be doing them those days. Yeah, I knew I wasn't going to do this 22 yeah. because I, I was trying Jeez. to. And I started, of course, day one doing it back again was not was not uh, 10 miles. It was two in the morning and two in the afternoon. It's not all 10 miles normally in a row. Sometimes it is in the afternoon. Oh, so you, oh, you break, you break, yeah, it, break up? it out. I okay. do four miles in the morning. Normally on a regular day, I do four miles in the morning and then six in the afternoon, four again, and then two usually okay. in the afternoon okay. back to back to back with the six. Dang. But yeah, I mean, sometimes in the afternoon, if I have something in the morning or whatever, try to go get a speaking engagement or something in the morning or afternoon, like today we're, we're filming or not we're filming and we're <laughs> on filming my phone, recording. Yeah, recording uh, in the afternoon. I've already done by the time I walk in here normally. Thank goodness I've you're I've done. already completed my ten today. Yes, yeah, so, you're, so you're good for the day. I'm good for yep. the day. So it's and again, it's trying to go one and zero oh in whatever you do. Again, for me, I'll talk about it because I'm a wide open book. I work out every day. I go one and zero. Oh. That's what I can control. It's not about working out. It's not about elliptical. It's not about weight loss. What do you, as the individual, think about every day? Because we can't control a lot that happens to us, but it's how we respond to those things and do control what we can control. Well, and I told you, Scott, you know, and this is for people listening that want to bring in a person to speak or train or whatever. You know, again, I think that while you're saying that is you're going to relate your that's your circumstance, but mm -hmm. you want to inspire, encourage them to go for their, you know, please their just thing. start. Absolutely. I mean, so in other words, there's all there's plenty of things on my list right now. I need to look at hashtag please just start because I'm just keep staring at them. And, and they're, you know, really, I want to ask your opinion. Some of them, once you get going, aren't even as big a deal. You just keep staring at the same thing. It'd be like me walking past the elliptical mm -hmm. and walking past the elliptical. So sometimes it's like, I'm just going to do it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to do it the next day right. or whatever it is. But sometimes we make bigger deals of getting started. And that's why I love it. I do love the hashtag because it applies to any part of life. It, it absolutely does. It's a, it's a, it's about life. My, my story is about life and death. Unfortunately, death through that, but it's like living again, not move. We talked about this before, not moving on because it's not leaving something behind my family behind moving forward because Never life forward. is the re reason I can't that I feel comfortable saying we're moving forward because life is going to happen if we're ready for it or not. 100%. So it's moving forward, but moving on, I feel like has a connotation. I could be wrong, but for me personally, it's a connotation of like, Oh, forgetting that. And I don't want to forget them or things I've gone through to get where I am now. Like I'm overall, I'm doing fairly well under my circumstances, but it's been a long time coming of, you know, of my medicine and talking to my therapist sure. and, and everything. I'm, I'm not just good, but I'm, I'm, I'm working toward it. It's a, it's an everyday thing with you're mental making, health. You're going in the right direction. Yeah. One, one day at a time. Day and day that's so, it sounds so cliche and no, everything it's true, because it's so true. Cliches are true because they've been around. The sayings have been around forever because they work. Well, but think about this. If you said, I mean, somebody looks like, well, did it take you like two to three weeks to lose 100 pounds? I mean, there's no shortcut. No. 
that, and that, it, shortcuts don't work anyway. Right. And that's what and that's what I did. I would go to my I would go to a gym before I ever had an elliptical and I would maybe see a little difference of like, you know, in three weeks I'd lose like five pounds and then I would go you know, then I go get a, p- a piece of cake and celebrate. It's like that defeats the whole purpose. I'm not saying you can't have it. I mean, it's I haven't had dessert, fast food, or fry food since February of eighteen. But I'm not telling anyone to do what I've done. No, but Scott, that's another thing. So in your story, it's not just elliptical, but you've mentally trained yourself on foods. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's mental discipline. It is because, and I and I say, and I I say you can have it in moderation. But for me, I'm very honest with you. Have to be I can't, honest with I can't. yourself. I ate it. I know I could have a piece of cake right now and not go, I hate to say it, but go, go berserk. But I only ate that stuff for, for mental, like, sure, sure. for, for emotional, em- mentally, emotionally eating it. I didn't eat it cause I really enjoyed it. Sure. Did it taste okay? Sure. But after I ate it, I was always upset at myself. Like when, when I came home to the empty house, like I talk about, and my dad was in the hospital before he, that time before he passed away. And I would go get the same brownies or whatever at, at Quick Trip. And they, I would walk in there like, two more brownies tonight? And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, um, and, they oh, were, and they were like, okay. So I would get them and I would go home and I would eat it. And then I would be like, what am I doing? I know. What am I doing? But you know what? So in part of your journey as I've been, you know, as our relationship, we've known each other for a long time. But yes. so it's, 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 a, it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean mentally we, we all have different days, but it's going, I'm, I'm focused. Not that I couldn't go eat a piece of cake. But those are boundaries I'm setting. Well, up, right, and right? I, this is right, that is true. And something else I want to say: the excitement I got from eating it and then being upset at myself or whatever. The ex- I now get excited about Not telling it. you I haven't had yeah. it. Yeah, that's the difference. And it's like, to, and I'm a streak guy. I'm a streak. I said streak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a streak guy of like num. We talk about yeah. numbers. If again, if I can tell you I've done my elliptical 850 plus days in a row. Then I, I'm obviously know that when the last day I had some dessert or whatever, you know, I, whatever's important to you is important to you. It may not be to the next person, but that doesn't matter. It's but you know, when yourself, you when you talk about journey. like uh, Alcoholics Anonymous and stuff, people say, you know, I'm I'm I need to stay away from that. And they're always like, I probably could have one, mm-hmm. but I shouldn't yeah. ever be. And they set boundaries mm-hmm. and say, you know, it's not that I, I. So I guess what you're saying is the mental uh, boundaries you've set are what you're working towards that you can help other people with, right. you know, as you yeah. go forward but, and whatever they're doing. Right. And it, 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 it depends how important that is to you. If you, if you want to do what, like not how I did mine, but if, what kind of how I did mine and do half of it, then yes. And again, it could be right. The second I'm talking about weight, but it doesn't, sure, ha- it doesn't sure. have to be. So like if you're looking to lose 40 or 50 and like I said, I lost 110 in 11 months, but I obviously became very, very strict. Yeah. But I didn't become strict overnight because like we just said, nothing is done overnight. Mm. So again, it took me about three months to get my food right where I never looked back. I've never once looked back. That's I talked about it because I, I love it and you I'm excited, be. but I'm, if you, you can't really do anything sustainable without being enthusiastic as well, because it, it can get mundane, but it really hasn't for me because I, I've kept my eye on the prize of like, this is, this is sounds kind of deep and very true. I don't know how deep it is. Actually, that's not for <laughs> me to say, but I, I could have had everything. My mom, dad, and sister have all passed away. And if I didn't lose the weight, I don't think I'd ever be given a chance to speak Yeah. because you saw something tangible before it was, he talks about wanting to lose weight, but he never did anything to do it. 
But once he finally hashtag please just started, see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, then, then he has something tangible. Like maybe he has something to say. Maybe we can learn something from him instead of just what's happened to him. Because it's again, it's not what happens to you. People will be like, oh, that's really sad. Whatever. He lost his family. But it's what has he done? What can he bring? Well, you know, leadership, Scott. You know, they, like, they, people remember what you say and do it, but they really remember what you actually do. Mm-hmm. Because you know, you say, I have all these grand ideas, but if you don't do them, it doesn't really matter. Because people are like, it's all talk. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so you've walked the walk. I mean, that's that's a lot of years now of doing that. I love it every day. I can't imagine my life where I'd be without it. I don't think I'd honestly be. I said that in my post. I said I don't think I'd be here without it because, again, when I saw my dad laying there, passed away on his deathbed, I could have gotten worse or could have gotten better. And I'm very grateful that I chose to get better. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I do want to leave you all with this thought uh, for Thanksgiving. You know, I hope that if you're listening to this podcast and are watching these little clips of this on my Instagram or Facebook stories, that you will do yourself a favor this Thanksgiving and you will really cherish the moments that you get to have with your family. You know, put your phone down, except to get that photo and be in the moment with your loved ones. Uh, Because unfortunately, that will not last forever. And I am here. I feel like I'm a messenger and here to remind you that. And you can just look at my story. Far from perfect, but I try to do the best I can, one foot in front of the other. And so with that, I really hope you all have a uh, very happy Thanksgiving. And I want to say thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Please Just Start on the End Results Radio Network inside of Perimeter Roofing Studios from the country and in suites in beautiful, uh, Radisson, by Radisson in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. Please stay tuned for upcoming shows or listen to past shows by visiting www.endresults.com with a Z and simply click on the current shows button to hear this and many other shows on the network 24 seven or anywhere you get your podcast until next time. This is Scott Greenhut signing off. This has been another hashtag. Please just start. My hope is you'll live your life with no regrets and go after that thing. You constantly think about and hashtag please just start.